A Letter to the Reader Dear Christian Reader, The two great graces essential to a saint in this life are faith and repentance. These are the two wings by which he flies to heaven. Faith and repentance preserve the life of the spirit in the same way sunlight and water preserve the life of the body. The grace I'm going to discuss here is repentance. Chrysostom thought it was the most appropriate subject for him to preach on before Emperor Arcadius. Augustine asked that the Psalms of Repentance be brought to him as he lay on his bed, and he often read through them and wept. Repentance is never out of season. It is used as often as the craftsman's tool or the soldier's weapon. If I am not mistaken, practical points are more necessary in this age than controversial or critical ones. I'd considered leaving these meditations buried in my desk. But when I realize that they are of great concern at this point in time, I abandoned that idea and have brought them out into public view. Repentance brings a purging. Do not fear the work of this bitter pill. Strike your soul, said Chrysostom. By taking that painful hit, it will escape death. How good it would be if we were more deeply affected and moved to tears by sin. We can clearly see the Spirit of God moving in the waters of repentance, which, even when stirred up, remain pure. The water of tears dries up sin and quenches the wrath of God. Repentance is the protector of piety the procurer of mercy. The more regret and trouble of spirit we have at our conversion, the less we will feel afterward. Christians, do you have a sad resentment of other things, but not of sin? Worldly tears fall to the earth, but godly tears are kept in a bottle. Psalm 56, verse 8. Do not consider holy weeping to be excessive. Tertullian thought he was born for no other purpose than to repent. Either sin must drown, or the soul must burn. Do not let it be said that repentance is difficult. Things that are excellent deserve hard work. Will not a man dig for gold in the ground, though the work makes him sweat? It is better to go with difficulty to heaven than with ease to hell. What would the souls in hell give if they could have a messenger sent to them from God to proclaim mercy on their repentance? What a storm of sighs and groans would they send up to heaven? What floods of tears would they cry? But now it is too late for them. They can keep their tears to weep over their foolishness rather than to obtain pity. Therefore, let us, while we are on this side of the grave, make our peace with God. Tomorrow may be our dying day. Let this be our repenting day. Let us imitate the saints of old, who sacrificed their lusts, embittered their souls, and put on sackcloth in the hope of white robes. Peter baptized himself with tears, and that devout lady Paula, of whom Jerome writes, humbled herself into the dust for her sin. Aside from our own personal failings, 
the deplorable condition of the land also calls for a contribution of tears. Have the people of God not lost much of our pristine fame and renown? There was a time when we sat as queen among the provinces, Lamentations 1, verse 1, and God made the sheaves of other nations bow to our sheaf, Genesis 37, verse 7. But has our glory not fled away like a bird? Hosea 9, verse 11. And we cannot imagine what severe consequences are still to come. As the black and hideous cloud of our sin rises, we might fear that loud thunderclaps will follow. And will all this not bring us to our senses and provoke a spirit of humiliation in us? Will we sleep on top of the mast when the winds are blowing from all the corners of heaven? Oh, let our tears stream down like a river. Lamentations 2, verse 18. I will not go on any longer in introductory discussion, but instead I pray that God would add a blessing to this work and direct this arrow, that though it is shot at moving targets, it may hit the mark, and that some sin may be shot to death. This is the ardent prayer of him who is the well-wisher of your soul's happiness. Thomas Watson, 25 May, 1668